Hello and welcome back everybody. Today I'm going to teach you on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You want to stay to the end of this so you learn the power of the Holy Ghost and how you can operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that God has always intended for you to operate in the supernatural? Well, at the end of this live stream, you're going to know how these gifts operate and how you can begin to operate in them as well. I want you to type in the comments right now, I will operate in the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says that when Jesus came into the earth, not only did it give us the gift of the Spirit, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, but the gift of the Holy Spirit gave us the ability to manifest His gifts of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the different gifts of the Spirit are speaking in other tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy, the discerning of spirits, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the laying on of hands with the gifts of healings, the gifts of the workings of miracles, and the gift of faith. There's nine distinct gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when you learn how they work and how they operate, you will begin to operate in them as well. I want you to type in the comments and let me know where you're watching from today. And we're going to get right into this teaching. I want to teach people how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit because when I learned, it drastically changed my life. And especially if you're called to be in the ministry. When God called me to be in the ministry, He's, he's called me to be an evangelist. And part of what an evangelist does is lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Hey, Lafayette, Louisiana. Hello, Amy. God bless you this morning. Good morning, Brooke. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, everyone. I love that that everyone's dedicated. We got 241 watching this morning. Keep liking this live stream and sharing it with people so that more people can hear this message. When I learned how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it changed everything. I started praying for the sick and people would recover. I went I remember the first time I prayed for a sick man. I went to Walmart because I saw that I could lay hands on the sick and that they would recover. And when I was at Walmart, there was a greeter and his name was Joe. And he was one of those people that said, welcome to Walmart. And uh, <laughs> just a funny story. But I go to Walmart. I meet Joe. Joe has a compression sock on his leg. He's probably in his mid 80s, late 70s. He's an old man. He had a cane and he was sitting on a stool. He couldn't walk on his own. And I went up to him. I said, Joe, did you know that the Bible says if I pray for you, this sign will follow those that believe. When I pray in the name of Jesus, you will be healed. And he said, well, you can go ahead and pray for me. And he had just enough faith to believe God. And so I put my hand on him and I said, Father, in Jesus' name, heal Joe's body. And I didn't know until a little bit later after the prayer, but he said that he had extreme blood clots in his leg. Now, these blood clots were... They're, they're dangerous because if these blood clots get into your arteries in your heart, they can stop your heart from pumping and he could actually die. So he needed to be healed. So when I prayed, nothing miraculous happened right off the bat, but I could tell that he felt something and I felt something too. And I just said, well, Joe, I believe the word of God and the Bible says that you are healed. And I went on my merry way and we kept praying for people at Walmart. Well, fast forward to the following weekend, I come back again. And I see Joe at the doorway of Walmart. But this time he has no compression sock on and he has no cane. And I said, Joe, what happened to your cane? 
And he said, well, I guess I don't need it anymore. And he was like oblivious that he had gotten healed. And the Lord had totally healed him of all of those blood clots. That is the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to teach you how they operate today. Go with me in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Starting in verse 1, the Amplified Bible. This is what it says. Now about spiritual gifts, these special endowments of supernatural energy. Brethren, I do not want you to be misinformed. Somebody type in the comments, I will not be misinformed. So Paul told the Corinthian church, I don't want you to be ignorant and I don't want you to be misinformed about spiritual gifts. Meaning that Christians must know how spiritual gifts operate so that we can operate in them. The difference between a Christian and every other dead religion is that Christians have the power of the Holy Ghost. We can operate in supernatural gifts. People should look at you and say, that person, they operate at a different level. They are supernatural. They know things that no one could know. They do things that no one could do. They operate in signs and wonders and miracles. That is what people are going to say about you. So he said, don't be misinformed. Verse 2, you know that when you were heathen, when you were still sinners, you were led off after idols that could not speak habitually, as impulse directed and whenever the occasion might arise. Verse 3, therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking by the power and influence of the Holy Spirit can ever say that Jesus is accursed. And no one can really say Jesus is Lord except by and under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. So how do you know if somebody is really filled with God's Spirit? They confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Verse 4. Now there are distinctive varieties and distributions and endowments. So there's dimensions of these spiritual gifts. There's varieties. There's distributions and there's endowments. There's different levels. Gifts, extraordinary powers distinguishing certain Christians due to the power of divine grace operating in their souls by the Holy Spirit. And they vary, but the same Holy Spirit remains. So it's all different operations, different levels, and different varieties, but it's all the same Holy Spirit. Type this in the comments. The Holy Spirit gives me power. He gives you power to operate in these supernatural gifts, in this supernatural grace. Verse 5, And there are distinctive varieties of service and ministration, but it is the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive varieties of operation, of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who inspires and energizes them all. So I want you to know what the Bible says. The Bible says that when you got born again, your spirit and God's spirit became one spirit. You became one with one another. When you were born again, you became a new creation, a new creature, a new species, just like Jesus did. The God man. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, but he was born of a virgin. He was a God man. 
When you are born again, your spirit becomes one with the Holy Spirit, and you become a God-man with a little g. I'm not saying you are God, but you become an offspring of God. You become a child of God, and you operate how Jesus operated in the earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, these gifts are in the Holy Spirit. They are manifestations of God's Spirit. But your Spirit and the Holy Spirit have become one. So when your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, his gifts are made manifest out of your spirit. So you learn how to press in, how to covet earnestly the greatest gifts, how to ask God for the varieties of these gifts. And as you operate in the power of God's spirit, they will manifest in your life. Verse seven, this is what it says. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the spirit for good and for profit. God's spirit and his power in your life is for the profit of people. It's to bring people into the kingdom and it's to make sure that people stay in the kingdom because they see that God is not dead. He is alive and he's still confirming his word. He's still following and accompanying with signs and wonders and miracles and that he's still watching over his message to perform it. It proves that God is with a man. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved by God with signs and wonders. The way that you know you are approved by God is by signs and wonders. Yesterday, we were praying for the sick on the live stream. I went to lunch with a couple and my pastors yesterday. And a woman that was at lunch with us, her name's Kelly. Miss Kelly might be on here. She said, to be honest, I wasn't even really listening to your message. I just had it going on in the background, which she's probably doing that right now. Miss Kelly, you better pay attention. I'm just joking. But she said, I wasn't even really paying attention. I was just doing stuff in the house and I had you playing in the background. She said, my sinuses had been stuffed all week. And she said, I could hear you praying, but I didn't really know what you were praying. And all of a sudden, my sinuses just started to flood. And she said, all the pressure was released out of my sinuses. And then I looked at the TV and I saw that you were praying for the sick. See, she was just in the proximity. She wasn't even paying attention, but the power of the Holy Ghost was manifest through the TV screen and it came upon her body and she was set free of what was going on in her sinuses. That's a manifestation of the gifts of healings. It pushes out demonic and oppressive spirits. Acts 10.38 says, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went around doing good and healing everyone that was oppressed by the devil. Sickness, disease, sinus congestion, cancer, tumors, diabetes, arthritis, Anything that is holding you back and that is not in heaven is oppression from the devil. But the anointing on a man and a woman of God releases that, breaks it, destroys the yoke, and pushes out every bit of darkness out of your life. Somebody type in the comments, I receive the power of God. I receive the power of God. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, I know that if I just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I shall be made whole. If you'll have that in your spirit today, and you'll decide that I know if I just touch the hem, if I just release my faith, if I just believe God, today the power of God will be made manifest in my life. He's no respecter of persons. Today you will receive the power of God.
in Jesus' name. If you receive it, type amen in the comments. And let's keep reading. Listen to this. I'm going to teach you how these gifts operate. Verse 8. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a word of wisdom. So a word of wisdom is a prophetic word that reveals something in the future. The whole Bible is a massive book of prophetic wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. The Bible says it is to the glory of God to conceal it, and it is to the honor of kings to seek it out. So the entire Bible is a book of wisdom from God, prophetic wisdom of what is, what was, and what is to come that is revealed by God to Christians. The gift of the word of wisdom. To another, the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same spirit. Elliot said, hi, I'm in school. That's awesome. I mean, don't tell your teacher that I condoned this, but I think it's awesome that all these people watch me while they're in school. <laughs> Maybe it's your lunch hour. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if it's not, I won't tell on you. The manifestation of a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is God's supernatural knowledge that's downloaded into your mind to reveal something, to profit. For example, there was a young man one time that came over to my apartment to learn stuff about basically just getting stronger in the gym. I used to do a lot of personal training. And when he came over, I have never met this man in my life. Never met him. He was a college baseball player. I did not, I didn't even know his name. I had never met him before. And he walked into my apartment. And when he walked in, God downloaded supernatural knowledge into me about his life. The Lord told me he struggles with alcoholism. He has depression. He has anxiety. His dad was an alcoholic. And he's worried that he's going down the same path that his father took. I have never met this man before. But somehow I knew all of those things about his life. That was the supernatural word of knowledge from the Lord. And so I told him, I said, hey, man, his name was Lane. I said, hey, Lane, it's great to meet you. I don't really know how to say this, but God just told me that you struggle with alcoholism, that you have depression, you have anxiety, that your father struggled with alcoholism and it caused your parents to get divorced and that you are going down the same path and you're worried about it and you need help. Does any of that resonate with you? And when I said that, he began to weep on my couch. And he held up this Mountain Dew can. And he said, this isn't Mountain Dew. This is straight vodka. I've been drinking straight vodka for two weeks because my depression and anxiety are so bad, I don't know how else to help it. He said, I just got out of the hospital a few weeks ago, and I was in the hospital for six months because my depression was so bad that it was killing my internal organs. He said, my dad is an alcoholic, and it caused him and my mom to get a divorce, and I'm terrified that I'm going down the same path, and I don't know how to get set free. That is the power of the gifts of the Spirit. And so I prayed with him. He gave his life to Jesus. And he came, out, he came to my apartment the very next day with a big backpack full of alcohol. And he dumped all of his alcohol down the drain. That's the power of one manifestation of a word of knowledge. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Verse 9. To another, wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit. To another, the extraordinary powers of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. 
to another prophetic insight, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, to another the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances of true spirits and false ones, to another various kinds of unknown tongues, to another the ability to interpret such tongues. All these gifts, achievements, and abilities are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same Holy Spirit, who apportions to each person individually exactly as he chooses. So the Holy Spirit determines at what measure and what gifts you operate in. But the Bible says if you'll contend earnestly, if you will covet earnestly the best gifts, God will give you these supernatural gifts to operate in. Praise the Lord. You can operate in the supernatural. I'll tell you of a time that I operated in the gifts of healings and the gift of faith. A woman was carried into my meeting one time, literally carried in, looked like a Bible story. Her eyes wouldn't even open. She didn't dress herself. She was carried in and she had Parkinson's disease. She was about to die. I could see the spirit of death on her. And her, her older lady friends brought her to the meeting. She was probably in her mid-80s. Her name was Carolyn. And she sat on the front row of my meeting, and I preached on how Jesus Christ is a healer. That as I lay hands on you today, Jesus will heal you. He'll bless you. He'll fill you with His Spirit. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the Word that became flesh that gives life to your mortal body. And as I began to preach like that, suddenly I saw faith start to rise up in her. And her eyes started to open she started to believe that Jesus was going to heal her. And all of a sudden, I saw her try to stand up on her own. Now, remember, this woman was carried into the meeting. She did not walk on her own. She was carried into the meeting. So she tried to stand up because faith was working in her. But she didn't have enough strength to stand yet. So her friends helped her up, and they walked her to the back of the room. Well, as she's walking to the back of the room, the gift of supernatural faith came on me. And I, I didn't even think about it. I just went, I bolted to the back of the room. I put my hand on her forehead and I said, I curse the spirit of death and I declare your body to be healed in Jesus name. And everybody just looked like, whoa. And I walked back up to the front and I kept on preaching. And all of a sudden her friends let go of her and she got this big smile on her face and I could see life had entered into her body again. And I said, Carolyn, you look good. And she said, I feel good. And that old lady that was carried into the meeting ran from the back of the room up to the front and gave me a big bear hug. She was about to die. But the gift of supernatural faith and the gifts of healings were in operation, <clears throat> excuse me, and they saved her life. God's Holy Spirit and the power of His Spirit are made manifest to save lives, to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, to operate in supernatural power and authority from heaven. And God is no respecter of persons. The same way God uses me, God will use you. You just need to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'll give you these last things and then I'm going to pray for God to baptize you afresh in the power of the Holy Spirit for you to start operating in the gifts of the Spirit. You can write this down in your notes and somebody type it in the comments for me. Amber's good at this. Maybe you could keep up with this, Amber. There's three categories of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first category are the speaking gifts. Prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. 
This is supernatural utterance that comes on a person's mouth by the Holy Spirit. A word of prophecy. The gift of speaking out in other tongues. And the gift to interpret those tongues. The speaking gifts. Number two, the revelation gifts. The revelation gifts are the discerning of spirits. This is revealed to a person's mind under the unction of the Holy Spirit to discern between Holy Spirit and wicked spirits. So the discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom, and the word of knowledge. That's supernatural wisdom from God to reveal a future event. And then the word of knowledge, like what I got about that young man that walked into my apartment. Supernatural knowledge that I would have not known on my own. Those are the revelation gifts. And finally, these are the power gifts. Now me, being an evangelist, these are my favorite gifts. They're all my favorite. I love them all. I've operated in almost all of them. But I love the power gifts. Because... To me, they're the most explosive. They're the most powerful. There's just, it just does something to me about these power gifts. Number one, the gift of faith. The gift of faith is the gift that came upon Moses when he lifted up his staff and split the Red Sea. The gift of faith is what was on Joshua when he caused the sun to remain in the sky for 24 hours. That's the power of the gift of faith. It's the spirit of might. David said it makes you want to run at a troop and leap over a wall. It caused David to slay 10,000 men on his own. It caused Samson to slay 10,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey, to rip to shreds a lion. It caused David with his bare hands to kill a bear and a lion, to take down Goliath. That's the gift of the spirit of faith. I love that gift. That's what came on me when I went to the back of the room and I laid hands on her. So the gift of faith. Number two. The gifts of healings. So there's different types of healings. I've seen people that have an anointing to heal deaf ears, to open blind eyes. Different people that have an anointing to, uh, to heal, uh, heal paralysis. And then there's the gift of the working of miracles. The working of miracles is powerful as well. See, the gifts of healings are an operation for something that's damaged in your body. But sometimes there's things that are so damaged in your body that you just need a brand new organ. Or you just need a brand new eyeball. You just need a brand new auditory nerve. You just need a brand new bloodstream. You just need a brand new pancreas. Sometimes things are so destroyed in your body that you need a recreative miracle, not just a healing. So God, by the working of the Holy Spirit, will give you brand new heart a brand new pair of lungs, a brand new leg. There's a story one time of one of my favorite evangelists from back in the day. His name was uh, Stephen Jeffries. And he operated in the gift of miracles tremendously. And in one of his meetings, there was a boy that was born with no eyeballs. He just had empty eye sockets. And his mom took him to the meeting. As he walked into the room of that meeting, eyeballs grew in his head. And he saw it for the first time in his life. Hallelujah. That's the gift of creative miracles. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to pray for you now that you begin to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the gifts of the Spirit. That they become alive and active 
in your life and that you move up higher today in your spiritual life and in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. But before I pray for you, I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning to sow seed into this ministry. If you're familiar with us, we feed 1,500 kids every single day in other countries. You can put the giving up. We feed 1,500 kids every single month in other countries. We're preaching the gospel to millions and millions of people all over the planet. We also have 11 other ministries that we partner with on a regular basis. So if you have a heart to see this generation reached with the power of God and the power of the gospel, I encourage you, I challenge you, connect your finances to what God is doing here in this ministry. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So when you give to this ministry, God pours out a blessing on you that is so great that you don't even have enough room to store it all. It says, as you give, it is given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Men give liberally into your bosom. So I encourage you, sow into the ministry today. Ask the Lord what he would have you to give today. Some people are able to give 1,000. Other people are able to give 500. Some people are only able to give 100 or $50. It's not necessarily the number that matters. It's the proportion. If you want to see God do miracles, signs, and wonders in your finances, connect your finances to his kingdom. Ephesians 6.8 says, whatever you make happen for other people, God makes happen for you. So when you sow abundantly into the advancement of the gospel by sowing into this ministry, God makes abundant blessing come upon your life. And I want to thank you ahead of time for people that give today. You're a major blessing. As you're giving, you can give through Cash App at dollar sign Revival Way. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way. Or you can give through PayPal at Revival Way or evangelistalen at gmail.com. And there's also a link right now in the chat. This is our website, RevivalWay.com. Click Partner Financially today. That'll take you right to becoming a financial partner. And I encourage you, connect your finances to this ministry on a monthly basis. Many people, they spend $100 at Starbucks every month or Taco Bell, but they don't put $100 a month into the kingdom. I believe if you're watching today, you are not one of those people. You are somebody that ties your finances to the advancement of God's kingdom. Amen. So I'll give you a second to sow some seed today. And then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God begins to show up miraculously in your life. Thank you for everyone that joins us financially. We thank you for your giving. It really does make a difference. Helping us feed those 1,500 kids every month is a big deal. We started at 30. I remember. I remember it was a stretch of faith for me to start feeding 30 kids a month. And then we bumped it to 60. And then 100. And then 120. And then 150. And then 200. And then 300. And then 400. And then 500. And now we've worked all the way up to 1,500 meals that we provide every single month. And so I thank you for your financial giving. We really do appreciate it, and you're making a difference. 
Aiden Pasta said, hey, Brother Talon, I'm 12 and I have a question of what I should preach about because I might start preaching at my youth service or might do a testimony. Preach Jesus and what he did for you. And I'll make it easy for you. The power of what happened in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. When Jesus died, he broke the power of sin. He defeated hell in the grave. He went down into the lowest parts of the earth, and he took back the keys of the kingdom of God that were stolen from Adam at the beginning by Satan. And then he rose again, and when he rose again, he lifted us up with him and seated us at the right hand of the Father with him. And he gave us all power and authority over all the works of the devil. So preach about the power of Jesus going to the cross and how he gave you authority and power over the devil. He set you free from sickness and disease and sin and poverty and delivered you from all the curse of the law. Preach the Bible. Aiden said, where do I study that in the Bible? Go find my video that I did, the four pillars of the Christian faith. You can go find it on a, a playlist on my channel, The Four Pillars of Christianity. Go watch that series, and that'll teach you everything you need to know. Amen? Let me pray for you. I'm going to pray for financial breakthroughs in your life. Remember, if you don't have enough to meet your need, it's a seed. If you don't have enough to meet your need, it's a seed. Remember the boy that came to Jesus. All he had was two fish and five loaves of bread, but they had to feed 5,000 people. Well, two fish and five loaves of bread is not going to feed 5,000 people, but it was a seed. He took what was in his hand and he put it into the hands of Jesus. When you take the money that's in your hands, if it's not enough to meet your, your needs every single month, which most people, it's not. Most people are broken. They don't know how to get out of poverty. The boy took what was in his hands and he put it into the hands of Jesus. Anything that you put into the hands of Jesus will multiply. The Bible says Jesus gave thanks and he multiplied it and he fed 5,000 people with it. So wherever you're at financially, if you'll take a financial seed and you'll sow it into this kingdom, into the kingdom of God, what you're doing is you're putting it into the hands of Jesus and he takes it and he multiplies it to meet your need. I believe as you sow financially today, the Lord is multiplying your seed to meet your needs and even abundantly more. You'll always have seed to sow and bread to eat in Jesus name. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every person that gives to this ministry financially today, I declare a special blessing over them. Angels of acceleration and favor, go cause the word to work and cause the money to come. Satan, take your hands off their money now in the mighty name of Jesus. I call you blessed to produce wealth, to multiply, to increase rapidly in these last days in Jesus' name. I touch an agreement for whatever you're believing for. And Father, by the power of the Holy Ghost, would you begin to operate supernaturally through every person that learned from this teaching today in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. I bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You can go back to main screen.
If you are interested in preaching the gospel one day and you want to be trained to preach the gospel, I want to show you this advertisement right now from a great mentor of mine. His name is Evangelist or Pastor now, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And Pastor Jonathan started a Bible college that you can attend in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he will teach you everything that you need in order to be successful in the ministry one day. So if you want to learn how to teach and preach the gospel and you want to go to a Bible college, watch this advertisement. This is the place for you. Check this out. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you feel called into the ministry, we just launched Revival Today Bible Institute. Had our first in incoming class and we're about to do another intake. It's $2,000 for the entire year. We're going to train them up in what they need to know in the Bible, what they need to know legally, what they need to know in the realm of economics to make impact in the ministry. If that's you, the information is on the screen right now. I'd like to hear from you. Don't pull it off. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and I'm waiting for your call. There you go. If you're interested in learning how to preach the gospel and be raised up in God's end-time army, Revival Today Bible Institute is one of the best places that you could possibly go and attend. So I highly encourage you to go check it out. And I love you, and I bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And I will see you tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. sharp. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Share it with somebody. See ya.